Hey, everybody, it's Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Happy Sunday morning. Glad to start the day with you here. And we always have some great guests. And a lady I've known for a long time doing some good work is Sherry Cole, who's the Colorado Area Director of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Sherry, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. How are you today? Oh, good, good. Uh, we talk every so often here throughout the, the year on Bonneville Broadcasting, and this is no exception. I know there's a big day coming up, the International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. There's special events and everything going on. But I know I'd like to hear your story. It's such an interesting way, because I've known you for years and how you got involved with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So if you don't mind, can you share your story? Yeah, I lost my son. Uh, David King, 12 years ago, a little over 12 years ago, and he was um, a junior in high school. I did not see it coming. I've learned so much since then, and it was a very difficult time, as you can imagine, and and still is, and it's something you never really get over, but there are ways to learn how to move forward, and sadly, since, you know, losing David 12 years ago, there's been too many others I've known that have taken their lives, Um, some family, friends, volunteers, etc., yeah, you have touched a lot of people's lives in a positive way based on your trip down the road of this tragedy. And after going through such a tragic loss, what did you find the most helpful on this journey towards healing? And people always need help in healing. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, loss to suicide, is, is a, it's a complex and, co- and can be a complicated grief. It's very different than any other types of loss. Losses, it's always difficult. One of the things that was most helpful to me, and I feel like so many others, is is literally connecting to others that have had loss to suicide as well because it makes you feel, wow, you're not alone. You can see that um, and learn that others have survived and were able to move forward. And, um, you know, in 2009, when we lost David, it was just within a few months of that, I actually attended um, an International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day event, and that's how I first learned about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and then it sort of snowballed from there in a, in a real positive direction for me. Well, and I know since you've been involved, Sherry, starting back in 2009, 2010, I think that's when I first met you, that you have brought the attention and the awareness of suicide in the state of Colorado really to the forefront because there wasn't a lot of conversation about it. We knew it was going on, but you didn't really talk about it. Now people are aware, and they are talking about it. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, you hear me say this often, it takes a village. I, I was part of the catalyst that there was, there were some efforts going on in many states around suicide prevention, but because people didn't want to talk about it, it wasn't as well known or as widespread as it is now in terms of education, awareness, knowledge, getting the word out there and, and having people lose the stigma around um, such a tough topic and then treating our, you know, mental health on par with physical health. And, you know, I, I got involved as a volunteer. There was no chapter for AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, in Colorado at the time. In 2012, I helped form and chair the chapter. And in 2013, I became a staff person. So this past October was eight years for me to be a staff person. And I'm but one staff person in the state, but I get to work with many, 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 like hundreds of volunteers around the state. And they're really the, the core of what makes AFSP run and work and the core of the good work that happens at our in our communities. So at the time when you were looking and searching for help and getting involved to help others, what made you choose the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention? Was that even around back then? Or what oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. yeah. 
ASSP has been around for a long time, since um, late 80s, and but didn't start out in the, the shape that we're in now. Um, it was primarily um, a group of researchers that wanted to learn more about suicide and how to potentially help prevent it. From there, we grew into um, advocacy work um, years back, then community uh, overnight out of the darkness walk started, and then community out of the darkness walk started, and then chapters grew, and it's really morphed over time. Um, at the time I lost my son, I had no idea about this topic. And as I mentioned previously, I, I had um, attended a Survivor Day event, and that's when I really learned more about AFSP and was really drawn to what is AFSP and what does that look like. And so, you know, AFSP can provide comfort to those looking for support after a loss. Uh, there's also much education um, for many people on, in terms of how to prevent or excuse me, how to provide support for someone with a mental health condition or someone who may have struggled from a suicide attempt. And, um, you know, AFSD also provides a platform, platforms, I should say, at state and local levels for better, better mental health legislation. And there's a bold goal that AFSP set a few years back, which is to work really hard to reduce the annual suicide rate 20% by 2025, which that could equate to thousands of lives over the upcoming years. Um, you know, I, I was fascinated, too, that AFSP is the largest private funder of suicide prevention research, and although I'm not a researcher and I can't do that, I knew I could get involved and there was ways to um, help not only fundraise but, but to support the cause so that we could raise money to provide, you know, research. And from that comes data and then comes education and then that comes back to communities and, right. you know, it, it can mushroom from there. So that, that could be a whole other topic as we chatted before. Yeah, yeah, we have. But who are some of the biggest, you say, private funders? Can you talk about that? Who is throwing the money at all this great uh, prevention research that is going on? Well, really a lot of it is um, the fact that AFSP has events and activities all across the country. So a, a large portion of the funds that we raise come from individuals and families that have had loss or struggle or mental health professionals or organizations that are wanting to get involved to literally help change our world. So it, it, it really does take a village, and um, it, it's not just like one entity or one organization. It's, it's thousands of people that come together and are realizing the importance of this topic. So is one of the events you mentioned, the big one coming up, the International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day, that's coming up. Talk about that. What is that? It, it started in 1999 by Senator Harry Reid. He introduced a resolution to the U.S. Senate to create National Survivors of Suicide Day. Um, he was a survivor of his own father um, who took his life. Um, so he's, he's a survivor of that loss. And since then, it's grown to International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day, and it touches many countries and hundreds of people, if not thousands, around the world. So it's always the Saturday before American Thanksgiving, um, this year with in-person and some virtual events, but in communities, again, across the, our country and in many other countries. Um, so this year, it's on Saturday, November 20th, 2021, and the, locally, the AFSP Colorado chapter is working with five different Survivor Day site organizers around the state. Uh, on the front range where we are, um, Inglewood and Fort Collins um, have two of the sites. Uh, a little bit farther south is Pueblo, and then uh, west and southwest is Glenwood Springs and Durango. The Denver metro area Survivor Day right. is in Inglewood at uh, Cherry Creek Presbyterian Church, which is near Cherry Creek Reservoir. It's being hosted collaboratively by um, the AFSP Colorado Chapter and the Rocky Mountain Myrick for Veteran Suicide Prevention, which is part of the Department of Veteran Affairs. So we've partnered with them, and it is a non-religious event, and it's 
open to the public. This is a free event to support people that have had lost to suicide. So this is something you've done annually, I would assume, around this date, November 20th, right before Thanksgiving. Yes, it is always a Saturday before Thanksgiving, so the date shifts a little bit each year, depending on, you know, the leap year, it's one or two numbers, but it's always a Saturday before Thanksgiving, and typically AFSP produces a new documentary annually. Due to COVID, we haven't had that opportunity. However, we do have previous year documentaries, previous years, that are always free and available on our website as well, so it's a great resource for folks to know about. Coming together in person can be really powerful. Oh, sure. um, and helpful because it really brings people together so they can find connection, understanding, and most most importantly, hope um, for the future um, through shared experience. And so it's it's kind of a big deal for us. And oh, it's, sure. at the same time, it's not a huge event. Um, not everyone is comfortable gathering in person. That's okay. They can find resources online at AFSP.org. But we do encourage um, anyone that's had loss to consider attending attending one of the events. So what can people expect? What's going to happen there at Cherry Creek Prez? Well, we're going to have several remembrance activities that people can participate in if they want to. They don't have to, um, to honor and remember loved ones that we've lost to suicide. We'll have um, sound healing by Tri-Resonance. We'll have some light refreshments. And then, as I mentioned, we we always have a a documentary that's shown each year. And this year... um, we're going to be showing Family Journeys, which was actually filmed in Colorado several oh. years ago, um, which is that's, that's pretty cool. And it's it's a great it's just a great um, it's a great documentary. Family Journeys um, is part of a series that we produced. Um, it, it traces the ripple effects of suicide through the eyes and experiences of three different families, and it shows how the members of each family have weathered the loss of their loved one, how they're healing. Um, and how they're finding meaning again after living through a suicide. So that's the you know the, the core of it. We'll also have breakout sessions um, and some small group discussions. We've got um, safety net of mental health support uh, and providers helping us with this event. Um, we encourage people to participate in the discussions, but it is definitely not a requirement. We'll close with um, some sharing of resources and also a really special uh, closing memorial to honor those that we've lost. It sounds really educational and kind of mind-opening to what has happened, and maybe some first-timers will be there and, and be really a real asset for them to attend. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. That's actually how I learned more about just moving forward, but learned about AFSP. But the most important thing for many is just to realize they're not alone and find that connection and hope. So it can be really powerful. And if people are interested in attending, you know, it, it, anyone can attend. However, content is usually most helpful to those that have had loss to suicide. Um, and the fact that it's free, you know, people, people can visit um, locally, the AFSP.org slash Colorado website, um, and they can find a link to the Inglewood Survivor Day site and get registered or one of the other four sites taking place around the state. And there's no cost involved, is there? No, never, no, no. There's cost for us to produce it, but that's part of our give back to the community from, from as you know, we have fundraising events throughout the year. So we feel really strongly about having um, uh, hope and healing and connection opportunities um, for lost survivors and, and, and anyone that, that, that cares for them as well. So Yeah, there might be people that have maybe, maybe not had direct relatives or a family member go through this, but maybe somebody in their neighborhood or somebody at their church would like to attend and just kind of hear what's going on and what help they can add to the perper, the people involved, do you think? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, in addition to the five sites in Colorado, there are a few multiple virtual options 
um, that AFSP uh, nationally is offering too. There are some that are specific to hearing impaired, um, LGBT and Jewish communities. AFSP National is also hosting a virtual day of hope on the 19th, the day before, which is going to be serving the Latinx community. And on the day of Survivor Day, um, there'll be also a Survivor Day Live on Facebook, or I guess now called Meta, um, at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, so those are some options for folks that might not be right in the Denver Metro or Front Range area or near one of the other locations. Um, so just, it, you know, we want to encourage people to know there's, there's information and options. Um, if people can come locally, then certainly we encourage them to join us. Um, at Cherry Creek Presbyterian Church on Saturday morning. And we are starting at um, 8.30. We'll do, um, you know, people can start checking a little bit earlier, but 8.30 is when we anticipate most people will start to arrive and join us. So, uh, Sherry, and by the way, we're talking to Sherry Cole, who is the uh, Colorado Area Director of American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, or AFSP, as she has mentioned. So if people want to help out, maybe donate money to the cause, can they do that on the website? Can they get involved that way? Yeah, absolutely. We have we have five, uh, six, excuse me, community walks that took place in the month of September, and those are all listed still on our um, AFSP.org Colorado website. And um, there's ways to generally donate or that people can choose one of the events. And fundraising continues for those through the end of the year. And, um, you know, then we start over again in January. So fundraising for the cause is is endless, which is a good thing. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, if people have any questions or aren't sure about something or just have other questions in general, they're welcome to contact us. Um, at the information that's listed on our AFSP.org forward slash Colorado website. Sounds like there's a lot of helpful information on that website. Oh, yes, especially at the um, AFSP.org site. If, you know, uh, people want to know more about our loss and healing um, options, this is just one of them. Survivor Day is one of them. There's a tremendous amount of knowledge and support there about other other and different programs. So um, we always encourage people to check things out there. And then specific to Colorado, they can learn more about what's happening sure. in Colorado sure. at the AFSP.org Colorado site. Well, Sherry, good job. Anything you'd like to add before I let you go here? And, and we'll see you hopefully on Survivor Day. Well, thank you for, so much for hosting this. We really, again, just want to encourage people that have had loss to know that there is hope and connections and there are options whether you join us in person or not. Um, and there are many support options around the state and resources as well. So please keep that in mind. All right, Jerry Cole, thanks for the time. Good job. Keep up the good work, kiddo. I've known you for a long time, and you've come a long way with this. Congratulations thanks. on that. Thank you so much, Murphy. You bet. And thank you guys for listening. It's a Mile High Magazine. Don't go far. We'll be right back with another great guest.